0: a lot easier to celebrate what's working. After all, we're geared towards success and self-promotion. But when things don't go our way, it's a struggle to talk about it and can even become a source of shame. My name is Jordan Carmack, and welcome to the premiere episode of a brand new podcast called Women of the Bluegrass, where I interview the passionate, powerful women leading in their communities around Kentucky. In today's episode, my guest and I chat about the importance and value of giving ourselves permission to fail in order to grow professionally. My guest is Rakia Pryor, Marketing and PR Director for Citizens Bank in Pulaski County. She shares with me her journey as a young professional and shares some game-changing advice she received and wants to share with young leaders looking to make their mark on their communities. When she's not representing Citizens Bank, you can find her advocating and encouraging women all over Eastern Kentucky with style and grace through Bright Kentucky, P31 Womenpreneur Ministry, the Lake Cumberland Diversity Council, Business Professional Women's Club of Pulaski County, just to name a few. You don't want to miss it, so let's get started. You are listening to Women of the Bluegrass, and I'm your host Jordan Carmack, and I am so excited to welcome Rikaya Pryor to the show today. Rikaya is the marketing and public relations director at Citizens Bank. She also is a graduate of the Bright Leadership Program. She's the president of the Business Professionals Business Professional Women's Club of Somerset, and directing directing creative of the P31 Womenpreneur ministry and conference in Somerset. So needless to say, she is woman on a mission over in Pulaski County. Rakaya, thanks for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me,
1: Jordan. I'm so excited. And has has some experience in radio, for sure. You've got a show as well. We do. Take two with Amy and Rakaya on Somerset 106. So listen,
0: I didn't have to go far in my list of contacts for somebody who has radio experience, <laughs> who is leadership and stellar and is leading women in amazing ways. Um so Rikaya, what brought you to Eastern Kentucky?
1: So I am um, originally from Illinois in oh, the suburbs, wow. Chicagoland mm-hmm. suburbs. And I always tell people that I'm Illinois grown, but Kentucky planted. I love, love Kentucky since being here. I've been here for about five years now. And I moved here because of my family. My dad wanted to retire here. And at first I was like, oh, I'll go down and help you all get settled. Mm -hmm. I'll help you you know, get the house together. My dad was at the tail end of his retirement, so he was still going back and forth from Illinois Mm -hmm. to Kentucky. And uh, I have younger siblings. I'm the oldest, so I kind of baby them a little bit. And I was (laughs) like, I'll help. (laughs) And um, we got down here, and I was like, "Okay, just a couple more weeks, and I'm going back. Mm. A couple more months, and I'm going Mm -hmm. back. And I was like, why am I going back? Mm. And I just felt such a calling on my life to be in this area. And the more that I explored the region, the more I loved it. And so I'm definitely planted here in Kentucky. Mm. Now I'm a Kentuckian at heart.
0: Wow. See, I, I say I use the same things as I, you know, I didn't, I'm not from here, mm-hmm. but I fell in love with the mountains when I got here. I mm-hmm. fell in love with the people. Um, so tell me, what is something that you're excited about for Eastern Kentucky? You've had a chance through the Bright Program. Yes. To get to know other Eastern Kentucky leaders. Um, for those listening, if you aren't familiar with the Bright Leadership Program, it's affiliated with Leadership Kentucky and it's designed for leaders between the ages of 25 and 40 um, to help connect them with other leaders that are doing exciting things. Um, and grow them, and connect them, and and these build these amazing relationships. Um, and so, you
1: just finished that program, is that right? Yes, just finished, graduated in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing experience. Yeah. I I didn't even, I think beforehand, understand the value that I would get personally as mm. well as business wise mm-hmm. from that program mm-hmm. and the connections that we made during that program and the networking and yes. the relationships are unreal mm-hmm. i i'd heard about it and be mm-hmm. like oh you, once you're a bright uh, graduate <laughs> once you're in leadership <laughs> kentucky you'll you have mm-hmm. a whole new group of family mm. that you'll never let go of oh. and i was like oh that's really sweet you know everybody says that <laughs> um, <laughs> but once you're in it and really come mm. out of it i mean it's incredible um And it made me even more hopeful in the future of the Appalachian region, Kentucky as a whole, because Mm -hmm. I think that especially if you're from here Mm -hmm. and you haven't really seen a whole lot outside of Kentucky, people say, um, you know, it's a little controversial, but they say, quote unquote, you're not cultured. Mm -hmm. You don't have enough culture. You don't Mm -hmm. understand. Mm -hmm. But what people sometimes fail to realize is Appalachian culture is a culture in it of itself yes kentucky living is a culture in it of itself and it's very rich we're Mm. on very rich soil and i feel that that richness is being sprouted out into economic development Mm -hmm. it's being spread out into healthcare. Mm -hmm. it's being spread into all these different facets of business but also as a people it's shaping a mindset and it's shaping a way of life that is still so deeply rooted in in, in the earth, it's still very deeply rooted, quite literally in agriculture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's this kind of connectivity to where you feel so grounded. Mm. And I feel like when you have that type of foundation, you can grow up as tall as you want to because you know you're not gonna fall. Yeah. And I think that right now, especially, you have a lot of young leaders starting to be uh, rising up and really taking their place in communities mm-hmm. and saying, hey, we have these roots. Why are we so afraid to go higher? Why are we afraid to go bigger? And I feel like we're finally starting to push that ceiling like, yes, we're going to go, we're going to do it. Yeah. And, and it is a smaller group of people starting out, but that's that's how you start, right? A fire starts mm-hmm. with a spark. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're really tapping into something.
0: Oh, that's so exciting. You know, I was talking with somebody who is another import to the area from Seattle and um, she they are also falling in love with this region. And I love what you said about it being rooted because whenever you have those strong roots you can grow tall and that's what it's a celebration of the the roots in Eastern Kentucky and those heritage heritage items but then also recognizing we can grow into other areas Um, you mentioned so you mentioned agriculture and economic development Um, there's just so many exciting things it feels like I'm constantly like oh I gotta share this and make sure people know that this is (laughs) this is happening you know there's a brand new women in business group that's starting in London Laurel County that we're really excited about Um, you know and we're connecting with those in Pulaski County like you and your group one of the reasons that we started our group was because we attended event, an event over in Pulaski County. It was like, wow, they've got, you know, a couple hundred women here that are excited and working and, and sharing with one another their challenges and their victories. And it's like, that's the kind of thing that we want to be a part of. And, you know, that was one of the reasons we start. I wanted to start this podcast was to just celebrate what the women of the bluegrass are, are doing in their different industries. Um, and so that's, it's so exciting. Um, so you've been a part of some different women's groups and different um, successful organizations. What is a common denominator that you see in some of these successful groups? What are they doing well?
1: I think that especially since 2020 and us mm-hmm. having the pandemic, we we're forced to slow down. And we were forced to really sit with ourselves and say, okay, what's working and what's not? Mm -hmm. I feel like we were constantly in this cycle, you know, as as business professional women of you you strive, you work hard, work harder and you'll get there. Mm -hmm. And I think that especially now in in the day and age of technology that we're in, you have to learn to work smarter Mm -hmm. and working in a way that gives you a good work life balance. And I feel like that time to reflect and that time to really understand what's working and what's not working gave people the opportunity to hone in on skills that maybe they didn't know that they had before because they were used to doing what they were told to do to work harder. Mm. And, um, I know like for me personally, Taking the time to understand that it's okay for me to have a journey and a working journey that's different than somebody else's Mm. and tapping into my individualism. And I think that comes with growing as a young professional, um, but also growing as a woman. Um, women evolve. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we change. There's a whole lot of changes as a woman. <laughs> yes. Um, and I think the older I get and the more that I'm around my mentors and women who are pouring into me, mm-hmm. um, I'm being picky about who's pouring into me and what I'm taking in and what I'm regurgitating back out. Mm-hmm. And in all the groups that I've been in, especially recently, that are successful, I feel that the leadership in those groups are allowing people to do what they do best. Hmm. They are honing in on individual skill. They're saying, hey, you know, we're trying to see if this is a fit for both you and I, not you have to fit this mold in order to be here. It's do you fit well with what we're trying to accomplish? If not, how can we help you to fit into somewhere else to where you thrive? And I feel like those type of leaders who say, hey, we love what you're bringing to the table. Um, Let us help you be the best you when you give somebody that kind of encouragement I mean that you're gonna the sky's the limit honestly Mm -hmm. um and I feel like for example going back to bright when we're all in the same room you know we're we have this camaraderie we're doing the same things but then when we go into breakout groups I'm like man we're so different like we come from totally different backgrounds but the camaraderie and the the innovation that comes out of those group sessions comes from our individualism we all have different backgrounds and we're allowed to express that and show that for the greater good and growing the Appalachian region so I feel like the best groups I've been a part of are saying hey you're great as an individual here's our goals how do you feel Mm -hmm. we can get to this and I think that's been really beneficial
0: Wow, and I think it hinges on, and you you identified it right away, is that willingness to slow down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and that I'll be honest, that does not come naturally to somebody. If you're familiar with the disc style, I'm I'm a high I, so I want to jump right into the next big thing. <laughs> like I want to move quick, and we're yeah. gonna be nimble, and we're. Gonna, but that willingness to to slow down and say, okay, we want to accomplish these goals. Let's make sure we have the best person in 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 these different positions Mm -hmm. so that they can be successful and if somebody isn't a good fit in this position that's okay we can help get them to where they need to be by plugging them in in the right place absolutely um and it's not it really is about finding that best fit instead of just filling a position to fill a position Um, right that seems like it's a it's a huge factor in being successful In these organizations,
1: and I feel like also there's a there's a new balance because it's new territory for a lot of people, especially Mm -hmm. employers, Mm -hmm. and it is it is very hard to employ people right now. Mm -hmm. But I think it's because people are understanding, hey, I can be more picky, Mm -hmm. and um, employees employees specifically, specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, but also. Employers are able to be more picky. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to take us a little bit of time. It's, there's some growing pains in there, mm-hmm. but I feel like ultimately it's going to mm-hmm. take us to a place that's even better than where we started.
0: So from the perspective of a growing leader, um, part of it is, self-reflection and understanding hey this is (laughs) what I'm good at and what I'm not good at yes right. (laughs) you don't want to sit me down and have me do certain things because that's not going to be that's going to stretch me and it may Mm -hmm. not always work out well Um, and so as in your experience what did it look like for you to identify what you are good at so that you knew which
1: steps to take what did you do? Identifying what, what I am good at. Yeah. What was that process like for you? Um, you know how people say you fail forward?
0: Mm-hmm. I love the phrase fail up. I know people yep. who do that all the time. <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I. For me personally, my biggest learning lessons was being told that I had growing to do. Mm. I think sometimes that when people are growing and you see that they have a lot of potential, people say, oh, you're doing great. You're doing great. You keep getting all these pats on the back and I'm a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> and so a little bit of that sense of entitlement comes into play when I'm like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I-, I got this. I'm a boss. Yeah, yeah. And then someone says, just kidding. Hold on a second. You're doing great, but you're doing great, but And And it's so hard to hear. It hurts. (laughs) (laughs) There's sometimes I'm like, Oh no, like I know I'm doing this right now. That's not to say that when you know that you're doing something correct, you need to stand up for what you're You're, trying to do. But also you don't know everything Mm -hmm. and you have a lot of growing to do. There's a quote that says, learn to love to learn. And I try and live my life that way because (laughs) if I already know going into something that I'm going to have to learn some lessons in it, it makes the growing pains a little less painful because you know that it's premeditated. So I, for me, it's failing. Like Mm -hmm. if I try something and I don't do well at it, I'm Mm -hmm. like, before I used to just be like, Oh, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But now I've learned, um, if I fail at something, what did I do good Mm -hmm. and what did I do right? Mm -hmm. Where are my opportunity areas mm-hmm. and who can I connect with to help me grow? And that's the part that I think that I was missing up until recently was Okay. You identify the problem, Mm -hmm. but if you try and fix it yourself, you're trying to fix a problem of something you didn't know how to do in the first (laughs) place. (laughs) So, you know, you can do all the Oh, I'm doing my self care. I'm learning myself. I'm growing myself. Great. But, um, I'm fascinated with lemon trees. little side note. Okay. Okay. I'm fascinated with lemons because lemon trees actually need another plant that's not indigenous to it in order to grow. yeah they need something that's not a lemon tree growing next to it in order for that seed to pop in in order for it to grow and be stable Mm -hmm. it can't be next to a bunch of other lemon trees Mm -hmm. so for me if I get next to somebody who either knows how to do what I'm not doing or is growing on their own journey themselves I learn how to grow from that failure that I had Mm -hmm. and so for me that's been my biggest thing wow so learning learning to fail well Fail well. Yeah. Lemons Um, into lemonade. Yes. Yes. But (laughs) needing the other
0: plants nearby that are different from you, that have different journeys. Right. Surrounding yourself with people who don't have the same experiences. Right. Um, And that makes leadership development programs like so, like Bright so valuable. But it could also be, you know, like your business professional women's group. Or the women in business group in in London, Kentucky, or some of these other groups, because they just surround you with other people who have different stories and different Mm -hmm. experiences. Um, So you learn to say, yes, this is what I'm good at but here's where I can grow. I loved what you mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate, advocate for coaching or mentorship, something along those lines.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I love that you mentioned the value of that because if you have that person who can say, yes, you're doing well, but even that, that very phrase of, <laughs> of putting that button in there sends chills down my spine. It's like, oh no, don't tell me those things. But we've got to have those people right. who say,
1: this is where you can grow. Let me help you get there. Absolutely. And as women too, like for me, my faith is a big part of my life mm-hmm. and everybody talks about the Proverbs 31 woman. She's a boss. She's the best. She's got it all together. But there, there is a root in Proverbs 31 women that actually comes from Titus two. And it talks about sharing knowledge from one generation to the next, mm-hmm. from the older yeah. woman to the younger woman, from somebody who's been through something to somebody who's still going through things. And I think that if you don't have a mentor or somebody to tell you about the history of where they've been, mm-hmm. history is bound to. Repeat itself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have a, your journey is different than that woman, sure but there are little nuggets of information that'll help you along the way. And mm-hmm. so I'm a big, big advocate for mentorships. And that's something that's been new in my leadership journey. I used to be like, I can do it myself. I'm the oldest <laughs> child, <laughs> you know? Yes. So. Yep. As a fellow oldest child. Yes. Yep, yes. I hear that I'm the oldest of four. I'm an Enneagram I- three. I'm just like, let's do it. Oh my gosh, me too. I'm a three wing two. <laughs> OK, oh. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah me sh- too.
0: Yeah, OK. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's, now I understand why you are you probably an I. I style.
1: I'm actually an ID. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So demonstrating those assertive communication. Absolutely. Styles. Very extroverted. We love to see it. Uh
0: huh. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I'm not going to ask your Myers because I feel like we're oh going to be on the same, on the same platform anyway. But on the subject of this mentorship, I know one of the questions that often comes up is how do I find a mentor? Where do you encounter a coach mm-hmm. or a mentor?
1: Um, where did you find the people that are pouring into you? Um, So I was listening to this podcast one time and it was actually talking about dating. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And they were like, oh yeah, you know, like if you want to find a partner that you resonate with, go to where you think that partner would go on a day when you're not around. So people are like, oh yeah, I want a guy who golfs. Maybe he's into banking. Maybe he's blah, blah, blah well why are you hanging out at the local pub like Mm -hmm. go to the golf course where he might be you know so I thought about the same thing in my professional life I was like if these are some of the people I'm looking up to and want to see I need to go to where they're at how is they gonna find me so I just started hanging around with people who I admired I'm like hey you know I heard you were going to this networking event reaching out to somebody who you may be looking up to and say would you care if I go with you mm-hmm. or shadow you mm-hmm. or see what's going on. And then that's when you start to make those connections. Um, that's what's works best for me. Mm-hmm. Cause if it wasn't for that, I would probably just be looking them up online all creepily. <laughs> <laughs> so getting to see these people in person, mm-hmm. um, and off a screen is, is where I really started to make those connections. Cause those women, most of the time, if they're pretty successful and are Um, self-aware they have somebody who is pouring into them also Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so that's when you start to grow that network in my experience you can see those see those spaces Mm -hmm. um that is if you are somebody
0: who has a desire to mentor someone else maybe you you have your own mentors but you'd like to mentor somebody else that's one of the best things that I've noticed that you can do is being willing to take someone with you to an event yes I watched that happen um a few minutes ago One of our events is um, I saw another member of our group say, hey, I'm going to be at this event and I'm going by myself. Why don't you come with me and you can sit at my table? Um, That phrase, you can sit with me, is one that can be life changing personally, professionally, um, because you invite somebody else who might be uncertain, might not be sure in that, Mm -hmm. might not be. Maybe they're not like us and are, you know, very (laughs) comfortable um, being outgoing and being in those environments. But if you want to be a mentor to somebody else, or you want to support someone else in that way, be willing to say, hey, sit with me,
1: Absolutely. show up, and
0: I'll pay for your ticket. Um, you know, we've got the, you know, uh, uh, other events coming. And if you can say, you know, I'll cover your ticket, come sit with me. That's mm-hmm. an easy
1: first step. So I love, I love that. Yeah, I love what you said about sit with me mm-hmm. at the table. And a lot of times we're Talking about, oh, I want to be in the room where it happens. I want a seat at the table. (laughs) 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 Right? Yep. Um, I want a seat at the table. Well, if you wanted a seat at the table, then you know what it feels like to want to be in that seat. So Mm -hmm. why not create the seat for your for somebody else you know and you never know what other connections they might be able
0: to make and that's why one of the key networking skills that i love to have people practice is the ability to introduce one person to another and it's still one that i am absolutely practicing i think you are so
1: great at it i was actually watching you do that today speak (laughs) up (laughs) when we were at the uh, London's women's gathering i was looking at you introducing women to other women and you made it a priority to say hey love the conversation y'all are doing great networking on your own so and so this is so and so she does this you do this y'all can be connected here you go and you just set the pace for how the networking worked today and i was watching you do it so <laughs> intently <laughs> not to be creepy And oh, no, i was like fine. wow like she's so great at that mm-hmm. and that's a skill that i i want to i want to get better at Loads of
0: practice, but also I am, am married to the chief of this those is things. Is is he true. does it naturally, <laughs> which is why as a communication coach, I teach other people to do it because not <laughs> everybody could do it naturally because it's not always, sometimes it just feels kind of awkward, but it really is one of those skills that takes practice. But if you want to be a great mentor, mastering that skill can really help elevate you because then other people are watching and saying, man, that's somebody I really want to get to know because I feel like they're going to be able to help me meet this other person um Mm -hmm. and i'm just gonna say this it's not manipulative to identify those people and try to get to know them i think Mm -hmm. there's part of it's like i don't want to use people a lot of times those well-connected people want to be
1: used (laughs) right (laughs) they
0: want for you to come and say hey you know I'm doing this thing or I'm looking for somebody who does this do you know because they they love to connect people because they know that's where innovation happens that's where these exciting things can happen whenever two people from different backgrounds connect Mm -hmm. and have and have the spark of an idea um, who otherwise might not have gotten to know each other Right. So put yourself in the room where it happens. Find somebody who can help you get there. Um, Don't be afraid to step up and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Look for those professional groups in your Mm -hmm. area, whether they're, um, you know, there might be men listening. So you know, maybe not a women's group for you guys, but um, <laughs> look for those Chamber of Commerce events. Look for those pitch competitions or those other professional groups, those leadership development programs um, and find out, hey, what are what are they doing? What kind of events are they having? Um, seeing it, see if a friend will come with you and put yourselves in those rooms. Bring your business cards and make it happen. Yes. Um, as just to encourage you to do those things, because that's where the people are are hanging out mm-hmm. um that's a question it works for it does work for dating but i think it also works for these sort of <laughs> professional things is i mean these are relationships too absolutely it's who do i want to be like where do they hang out and i'm right. gonna go there right. um so there you there you go well <laughs> um the the last big question that i want us to to think through and i love to ask this question Um, Because I learned from it, but I also know that I've received life-changing pieces of advice. Whether they challenge me or they're just particularly insightful, I've received those things and I want to share them with other people. So I want to ask you, what is one life okay maybe not life altering we don't have to make it that big um but one piece of advice that maybe was particularly challenging or insightful that you received from a mentor or a friend or maybe you heard it on a podcast I'm totally open to that too um that changed your trajectory just a little bit I know it's a big question that is a big
1: question I feel I don't know if there's like one thing I was told Mm -hmm. I think it was like a collaboration of things um the biggest one was that there i still have things to learn i guess that that Mm -hmm. failing Mm -hmm. because i i mean i i am an enneagram three you (laughs) know as the achiever for those who are are not familiar with enneagram
0: (laughs) very the achieving type the Mm -hmm. outgoing type
1: Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm the oldest child in my family Mm -hmm. um and I feel like I've always had this expectation, even if it wasn't from other people, it was on myself to not fail. And Mm. it was my own self-perception of you need to be like this. Mm. You have to keep going. You have Mm -hmm. to give off this persona Mm -hmm. that says I've got it together. Mm. And I also did that because I felt like if I had it together, then when people are coming to me and talking about what's what's going on with them what's wrong then I don't break down mm. I was like we can't two drowning people can't save each other <laughs> so at <laughs> least one of us has to pretend we have a boat <laughs> um, and so I I remember I was having a conversation with a friend and she was telling me hey you don't have to have it all together mm. and it seems so simple but in that moment I broke down. I was just like, wow. Like, I know that that's something that was kind of almost a cliche when you say it to women because we we juggle a lot. (laughs) Absolutely. But it was in that moment when I was like, hmm, it's okay to let other people know that I don't know what they're talking about, Mm -hmm. that I don't, I haven't read that book. I haven't seen that show. I haven't been in that situation. I haven't experienced that because it gives them the opportunity to share and share this humble open and transparent moment i always tell people i'm a hot girl <laughs> you know people say like hot girl summer i'm hot. i want to be hot girl all year round humble right. open and transparent
0: Ooh, i, lo- I like the acronym <laughs> i love it humble open and transparent. yes I take that, write that down
1: <laughs> um someone else actually said it to me too and so i i've rolled with it and yeah. i was like you know girls who are hot Mm -hmm. are humble open and transparent Mm -hmm. it's okay for me not to know it's okay for me not to have it all because then that gives somebody else their hot girl moment to Mm -hmm. tell me what's going on Mm -hmm. and that has opened doors for me and it's created this vulnerability in me that allows me to be humble enough to sit and listen without having to already think about the next thing i'm gonna say already know how I'm gonna let this other person know that I'm qualified or know what they're talking about I can just sit and take it in and then when it's my time it's my time and that's okay so much good in that (laughs) I mean (laughs)
0: listening skills right when you're don't you're not fighting to get the next word in because Mm -hmm. you can sit back you because you don't you've got permission to fail, to be vulnerable, um, which enables you to be more self-reflective and identify your strengths and weaknesses, learn where you need to grow, learn Mm -hmm. where, um, you can be a champion for a certain thing because you know, you've got strength in those areas. Um, I think transparency is one of the most underrated values in leadership. Um, but what it enables us to do is say, okay, I don't know this thing that somebody else does and I'm gonna mm-hmm. put them in the right seat on the bus so that they can be successful right and that I mean that really brings this whole conversation full circle if you are leading in an organization um, recognizing the strengths and areas of growth for your people putting people in the positions to lead in their own strengths mm-hmm. and then equipping them to grow in those areas of growth that's what will be that rising tide that lifts lifts all ships oh 100 um, percent. because yeah. when people are working within their giftings not only does it come easier to them but they're happier they're going to stay longer right mm-hmm. we're thinking about employee retention and some of these things yes. they feel empowered to do their work um but it sometimes requires that transparency on behalf of the leader um To say that I'm not gonna do all the things, right? (laughs) Because
1: somebody else could do it better than
0: I can, right?
1: Right, and that's the key. It creates this community over competition mindset, Mm -hmm. and it allows you to be an active listener if you know that there's that camaraderie instead of you're trying to prove something to the Mm -hmm. next person. Or, Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes people confuse transparency with letting everybody know all of your plans. True, true. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do not need to let everybody know everything you're doing all of the time mm-hmm. to be transparent. Sometimes you need to let something sit and be in the secret place and the quiet place of your heart between you and God and you and your your training to allow something to grow first before you let everybody in on it. But allowing yourself to at least get to the point to where you're able to actively listen to somebody without thinking that they're trying to take something from you, it breaks down that that um what's the phrase everybody's gatekeeping oh they're not gatekeeping the secrets Mm -hmm. they're not trying to keep you from being successful Mm -hmm. sometimes that act of listening comes from you reading the cues reading what's between the lines with somebody and it lets you know how to get to the next level without being like here's what you do boom 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 step by step because we want to know quick sure we're in a quick arrow mm-hmm. TikTok ding, ding. swipe 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 yep <laughs> but sometimes when you you just take a minute to listen and learn about those things mm-hmm. it, it creates that culture you're talking about and that's mm-hmm. when we really start to grow and putting on some deep roots i love it willingness to slow down
0: willingness to grow servant-minded to equip others Gosh, there's been so much good in this conversation. I'm taking I'm taking notes, and I'm going to come back to this hot girl year-round, humble, open, and transparent. Man, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast episode today. Thank um, you. Rekha, you're amazing. You're doing amazing things in Pulaski High and in Somerset um, and joining with so many other Eastern Kentucky leaders. So thank you for
1: being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited for all this Women of the Bluegrass. All right. it's gonna be a, It's <laughs> going to be a
0: great year. Sweet. It is. All right. Thank you thanks for listening to this premiere episode of the women of the bluegrass podcast i'm excited you're here if you'd like to recommend a female leader in your community to be a guest on this show shoot me an email at kycommunicationcoach at gmail.com while you're at it drop a rating for us share this first podcast with a friend and hit that subscribe button we have interviews dropping each week with female leaders in kentucky from every sector and you don't want to miss one have a great week